This is Free Talk Live, and it is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. As we launch into hour number one, it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features on the site, completely free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Let's roll right into the phone calls to start things out. It is the show about your call, so let's go to Kurt in Michigan on the Amplifier line. Hello, Kurt. Good evening, sirs. Ma'am, how are you tonight? Good. Yeah, super. Great. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, gold as a hedge against inflation. Okay. Uh, now, I know that uh, uh, the spectator is a is a, uh, a advertiser of yours, and they they talk about uh, investing in the, into precious metal uh, stock, you know, stock mining companies. Right. Now, my question is, at that point, isn't your stock still measured in American dollars? I mean, if I have 10,000 worthless pieces of paper, 10 million worthless pieces of paper, aren't they still worthless? They, they are, they are. but um, at that point, the market would be adjusting in, in order that uh, your – I mean, you have assets in a company. You, you own a portion of a company that owns gold, digs silver, you know, buys but up if, precious metals. But if your investment is not in that gold but in the pieces of paper that represent that gold, you see what I'm saying? You know, I mean, wouldn't it be better if I were to, instead of going into the stocks of precious metal mining, just to buy gold? You know, um, the the spec- I think a diversified portfolio. The spectator is probably a better uh, group to answer this question than I am. And I- we're going to have Doug Casey, uh, who is one of the guys behind the spectator, right? The uh, the international spectator. He's going to be coming on the show. Um, I think it's in two weeks. I think we're going to have him on a Wednesday show. So yeah. that may be something you'll want to uh, want to tune in live to and call in with a question. I understand that they can also the government can also legally legally reclaim that gold without any type of remuneration to you as well. It has been done in the past. The government um, makes laws, so you know what is legal for them to do is uh, you know I mean a, a little yeah. The government can do whatever the hell they want to. You're right about the that. The power of the gun, mm-hmm. yeah, right? No doubt also, about it. Also, you were talking about the movie Zeitgeist mm-hmm. in that first half hour, uh, and I know this is not meant to be a companion piece to it, but a great companion book would be a book titled, This is the Book Your Church Does Not Want You to Read. And it, 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 kind, of, it kind of centers around uh, the, the, the uh, uh, semblances between eight other religions and the Christian religion, and then the second half actually goes into the, the, the Catholic Church itself, and it includes the, the uh, uh, actual text of both the Lateran Treaty, which, which uh, created the Vatican in exchange for the, the Catholic Church's silence during World War II, and also the text of the Concordant with the Third Reich that gave the Catholic Church the right to tax, not just solicit donations, but tax German Catholics. Hmm. Sounds like quite the expose, and thank you for the recommendation, Kurt. I appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. And again, I'm not a huge fan of the Zeitgeist movie. I, I've just mentioned it a handful of times on the show. The, you know, half of the movie is conspiracy crack pottery. Uh, you know, this this sort of the run-of-the-mill 9/11 stuff. But there's some gold. There, you know, there's some uh, gold nuggets in there uh, that are worth, I think, worth looking at. Anyway, 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I have a follow-up email, Mark. Last okay. night. If you were listening to the program, you know that uh, we had an email from an American who had spent eight years living in Germany, still living in Germany, and he was explaining to us what the German health care system was like. And in a nutshell, he told us that they took 
approximately 28, 29% of uh, somebody's income, like 15% from your paycheck, 15% from the employer, and that uh, they mandated nursing insurance and that they mandated uh, they mandated uh, just health insurance as well. And he said that they were private companies that were doing that, that was doing it, and therefore mm-hmm. it was fascism because you know the definition of fascism is where uh, the government partners up with corporations in order to enhance the power of, of both. And so turns out he was wrong, at least according to another one of our German listeners who uh, actually appears to have originally been from Germany, so he may have a little bit more um, credibility. Well, maybe, but the other guy was, um, you know, he, might, he was an American living in Germany, but he was in the medical field. That so. is what he said, yes. Um, anyway, I'll read this from Hannes uh, from Germany. He says, Robert seems to be a little on the anti-business side of libertarianism. Having lived my whole life in Germany and having studied economics, I would like to correct him a little and add some fun facts. So are you ready? Fun I'm facts for fun about facts. Germany's healthcare system. Number one, Germany's insurance companies are not privately owned. They're organized as public funds. There are no owners who profit from the profits. For all intents and purposes, you may define them as state-owned. Therefore, we have a socialistic system. Not fascism. No evil capitalists to exploit the insured. Number two. Robert unfortunately doubled the rates for the policies. We have to pay 15% from which employer and employee each pays half. So he's a little off on his numbers there. Okay. But around the thir- around a third of the income comes from the funds, or excuse me, of the income of the funds comes from the federal government paid of course by taxes. Number 3. Insurance funds, which make profits because of certain demographic and economics of the insured, have to transfer their profits to funds that make losses. Talk about incentives for efficiency. That's crazy. (laughs) So if you've made a profit, by law, you have to give that profit to somebody that's not making a profit. Mm. (laughs) Some insurance fund. Number four, rich employees and a special class of high-ranking bureaucrats, sort of like in the Soviet Union. You know how there was the elite bureaucrat class? Yeah. Uh, Well, guess what? Rich employees and those uh, special bureaucrats get to choose a real private insurance company with real health insurance. Funny, isn't it? They who praise the system don't have to suffer under it. If you reach the minimum wage for private insurance, you have to earn three years in a row above the line of about 45,000 euros. The politicians are trying hard to eradicate the private system, though. The rich are not solidary enough, according to the socialists in government. Number five, the biggest problem for our socialist system is the demographic trap. Germans are getting older and fewer and fewer children are being born. Because public insurance funds, unlike private insurance companies, don't use insurance-style calculation methods, they don't save money for the time when clients are older and need more treatment. In a few decades, the rates will explode. Politicians and bureaucrats know that, of course, but that will only happen when they are out of office. And now we get to the fun facts. Uh, Number six, when finally I'll be able to switch to the private insurance in three years, my policy rates will have. Additionally, the insurance company saves money for my later life, and I will get a much superior treatment. Number seven, I have to pay a 10-euro penalty every time I consult another doctor, dentist, specialist, or hospital unless my family doctor transfers me. But the ten bucks are worth it. Otherwise, I would have to wait four to five hours in the waiting room at my doctor's. Number eight, you want to know what's coming for you in America? Germany introduced small social insurance programs 120 years ago. And today I have to pay 20% social security for retirement pension, 15% health care insurance, which you mentioned earlier, 7% unemployment insurance, 3% accident insurance, 2% nursing insurance. Good Lord. 
None of these insurances are organized like private insurance companies, and they work like your social security system. They're all mandatory, and they're all rates that are taken out of my paycheck. Number nine, add to that a 40% federal income tax, 19% national sales tax, 7% for groceries, and 33 other taxes. Because of certain loopholes in the tax code, my total tax burden is around 50% of what's left after Social Security rates. So my benevolent government leaves me with approximately 25% of my wages. Yeah, that sounds right. Number 10. I had lived in the GDR, I presume that means German Democratic Republic, I'm not really sure, until age 10. The reunion of Germany was celebrated as the overcoming of socialism. Hooray! (laughs) From 90% socialism in the GDR to 75% socialism in Germany now. 11. Did you know that 70% of all literature concerning tax codes and tax laws written in German? That complicated it is. Love the show from Hannes, P.S., Last week, I signed up for the Free State Project. Excellent. Now, um, the, uh, this guy, has they, they pay 75%. He pays 75% out of his paycheck in taxes. What you don't see in there is that these companies, the company for whom he works and the companies, uh, the companies from whom he buys, they have to pay taxes too. Companies don't exist unless they make profits. So he has to pay the tax burden of those companies in everything that he buys that are 25%. Yep, and so true. you can cut that at least in half. What a nice nice place to live. Huh? So you get to take take 25% of your check. We're home. only a little farther uh, yeah. back down the road from them we really to socialism. Are. 1-800-259-9231 if we don't turn it around now, man. I don't know if they will be turning it around. More coming up. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features are totally free, including the bulletin board system, over 250,000 posts. That's a lot of posts. And there are some serious issues to be discussed, as well as fun stuff. You'll find it all, all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. All right, so we were talking about the German healthcare system, and we have another healthcare related email just to sort of follow up on some more thoughts. But first, uh, we're going to the phones and to the fun. Let's talk to David in South Carolina. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hope hey. you all doing all right? Doing Good. great. What's on your mind? And, and, and Julia. Hello. Uh, well, I was wondering, I heard recently in a couple places that the uh, Federal Trade Reserve has pumped a little bit extra money to help our stock exchange, and uh, I haven't heard anything on here. I was just kind of curious if y'all heard anything about it. Yeah, they've been they've pumped billions of dollars into the market uh, in the last two weeks in order to prop things up. They're uh, yippee! Very there goes the savings. The other day it closed at the four month low. Yeah, I'd, uh, the stock market's uh, certainly been going up and going down. There's no doubt about it. So there you go, David. Uh, no, uh, you, yeah, that was pretty much it. I was just you like know, I said I hadn't heard anything around here. And... <clears throat> The idea is is that uh, they were going to pump enough money in to stop the stock market from uh, plummeting. This is what the uh, plunge protection team is all about. And right, right. I'm not exactly sure why printing money pr- protects uh, the stock market from plummeting, well, I guess. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I think it's funny. Uh, I was actually been wanting to look at it, and I looked it up last night, and 
seems like there's a pretty significant trend that pretty much follows the devaluation of our money. Stock market started in the hundreds, and now it's in the 13,000s. Yeah, right. Some days, and our money's in the in the everything. Exactly right. David, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. one 800 259 I think that, uh, as I understand it, the plunge protection team's job is to go in and buy stocks with that money. They go into the stock market and actually buy up stocks in order to sort of keep the stock market afloat to make it look like it's not as in a you know dire condition as it really is. Right. So they're taking the money that's just been printed and uh, then they're buying stocks, buying stocks. at at the value that uh, you know a dollar currently is before the money was printed, mm-hmm. introducing these new dollars and then devaluing dollars in the process. Precisely right. So if you had money sitting in a savings account making no interest whatever, your money would be devalued whatever percentage the billions of dollars are to the entire amount of dollars in existence. Yes. And so the purpose of the plunge protection team, as I understand it again, is to make it so that the stock market people uh, don't freak out. You know, yeah. They don't uh, just flip out and uh, cause an economic uh, crisis. They're trying to step in between that uh, with their money manipulation, and they can only, you know, they can only get away with it for so long. You can only um, f around with the marketplace's functions for so long. So when the bottom will drop out, it's going to be impossible to know. It's it's impossible to know. But uh, one thing's for sure is the dollar is going to continue to devalue day after day, week after week, year after year. As long so as they keep printing them. If you're if you have sure. them in save if you have one in savings, um, it's just going to keep on devaluing. What you need to do is you need to invest in something that's going to, at the very least, hedge against inflation. Um, it's going to increase in value as quickly as money decreases in value. And hopefully, it increases in value more. 1-800-259-9231. All right, Mark, uh, let's continue uh, briefly on the health care issue. You had something about emergency rooms. An email? Yeah, I've got an email from uh, Stephen. is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. He says, hey guys, I'm very skeptical about the Canadian emailers' claim that people are turned away at emergency rooms in America if they don't have the right insurance. Without some solid evidence of this, I would not believe it. My sister's a medical doctor who works in a hospital. Now, we, we said, I'm sure that some people have been turned away at some point or another from an emergency room. Well, he took his word for it. We don't, right. We don't you know, know. Um, and he'd heard stories in Canada of this happening. Now, it is my understanding that an emergency room has to treat something traumatic and life-threatening. Perhaps if you go into an emergency room and have a, a, a hangnail, you know, they won't necessarily treat you if you don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. But then again, he's saying that people died from it. So I didn't call him on the carpet on it. We were busy handling other issues at the time. So he's he's handling this issue. I didn't listen to that show. Just for clarification, uh, you're talking about somebody made the claim that if you go into any emergency room with anything and you don't have insurance, they won't take care of you? No. The uh, claim was, um, he, this is Canadian, who oh. was uh, concerned about... He'd heard things. Right. He'd heard things. He's, he's over there. We're over here. We hear things about their system, right. like you having to wait eight months to get heart bypass surgery when, you're, uh, when you need it right away and people die in the process of waiting. Well, he's heard, my God, if you don't have insurance, you could go into an emergency room and they'd turn you away and you'd die. So I think his actual claim was if you don't have the right HMO or something like that. Right. Because I personally know somebody who doesn't have insurance who went to an emergency room and was treated. Yes. Same here. So, okay. 
That, I was just curious. It does happen. Yeah. Right. It, it, you know, I don't know what the specifics are of the situation that they heard. I do know that if you deny something could ever possibly happen, you're likely to be wrong. So I imagine that the Canadian uh, government education system up there probably tells some uh, some tall tales about the American system. You know, because they uh, we do know that they tell the Canadian kids in the government schools that their system's the best. Sure, so why wouldn't they? Of course, they're going to juxtapose it against some made-up stuff about the United States. If or maybe they have some real horror stories. I'm sure that they can find some real right. horror stories. That's really the point. So my sister is a med- um, Stephen goes on. My sister is a medical doctor who works in a hospital, and my understanding which may not be correct, is that the doctor's code of professional ethics forbids them from not treating somebody who needs it. So they will take and treat anybody and deal with the insurance and money issues after the fact. This is, the, um, this is why the complaint against the American system always, always, always uses the sneaky word insurance. You always hear about how many people lack health insurance. You never hear that 40,000 or whatever Americans, uh, 40,000 million or whatever Americans, lack health care. You um, never hear that because that would be a lie, and the doctors themselves would come out of the woodwork to debunk that lie if it were told. Mm. Understand, they take a certain pride in their role as healers and would be ashamed if anybody thought they actually turned people away. Just to be clear... I'm sure that there are instances where potentially life-saving experimental treatments were turned down by insur- for insurance reasons, but those are for non-emergency situations. I'm not sure that they're necessarily mo- non- maybe non-emergency. They're not, not life-saving. Um, some, some experimental treatments would, nef- would be life-saving, and they've been turned down. I've seen mm-hmm. that on the news. But the government of Canada does the same thing. I'm sure. Universal health care is only affordable through rationing the service. Yes. But in an emergency situation very where, yeah, where somebody cho- um, shows up at the hospital and their life is in an immediate danger, no American hospital would turn them out no matter who they were. Absolutely. They don't even ask about insurance until after the fact. And right. They get would- you stabilized. They're not going to – if you've got a gaping wound and can barely speak, they're not going to ask you to sign a form. Yeah. <laughs> And the doctors would be deeply insulted at the suggestion that they would do anything else. If you think about it, you are probably never heard of this actually happening. I never have. Julia, have you? No. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. On the way, a school system in New Jersey has decided to mandate that all ninth graders choose a major, a college major. This is a story. We we covered this a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, and I don't think it was even the same place, so it's spreading. I thought it was about people considering to do that. Now they're doing it, right? Yeah, now they're actually doing it. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. George Phillies is the right candidate for president, a serious, well-educated candidate who stands for the basic principles of liberty and the basic principles of this nation. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, libertarian for president. I approved of this message. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control, toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features on the site. We give away live streams of their broadband version of the show and dial-up version, both for free for you at freetalklive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to d2z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's d2z.org. We'll get to the story here in a few moments about the school system in New Jersey that's mandating that ninth graders... 
think they average, what, 13, 14 years old, should have to pick a college major. We'll get to that, but uh, calls are rolling in. People want to talk health care and a variety of other things, so let's go to the phones and talk to, first, to the international call. It's Marco calling from Germany. Hello, Marco. Marco in Germany, going once. Marco in Germany. Hello. Hello. Yeah, greetings to the lady, greetings, gentlemen. Hello. Hey, what's up? Um... You read this uh, letter from the German guy? Yes. I forgot the name. Um, Hannes. Hannes. Does that sound genuine right. to you, Marco? <laughs> <laughs> Again, please? Genuous. Genuine. Does, does Hannes sound like a German name to you? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, it's good. a genuine German name. Your comment, sir? Um, my comment, okay. Um, you know, uh, he described the situation, and he's completely right. That's the situation. It's almost socialism. But what's the real problem uh, in Germany? Uh, the real problem is uh, to turn this around uh, because of the mentality of the um, population. I mean, um, yeah. people have problems causing by this uh, socialist mentality. It doesn't work very well. Uh, you know, if the state uh, organizes something, it doesn't work very well. It works, but not very well. Right. And they have the problems, they get unemployed, and uh, they become unemployed and have no job and uh, stuff like this. And then they say, what, what do they say? They say, oh, no, it's because of this predatory capitalist system. Right. <laughs> and that's the problem. You know? As that's though the if they got rid of um, dollars or Deutschmarks or whatever it is that, they, that they've got over there. We have euro. Euros, as though if they got rid of euros, suddenly all the problems would be fixed. Everybody would want to do stuff for free because we got rid of euros. I mean, I don't understand socialists and their 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 mentality. Yeah, on it, things. it would be uh, the paradise on earth. Yeah. Lenin <laughs> no, um, tried to get rid of um, money in in Russia when or the Soviet Union when they first uh, went yeah, and uh, the communist. It didn't work. People starved, they died. Yeah. How many uh, How many Germans are, uh, you know, this socialist mentality, how many of them might get fired from a job and then or lose their job or quit or whatever and then just decide, you know what, screw it, uh, I'll just take on welfare because I only got to keep 25% of my income anyway. So uh, what's the welfare mm-hmm. situation like over there? Um, we have, um, let me say, let's say uh, 20, 25, 30% people uh, directly depending on uh, welfare money. If I only got to keep 25% of my paycheck, as hard as I work, I don't think I'd be interested in working anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly right. That's the reaction of most people. They Uh. don't um, uh, see uh, a reason to go to work and uh, earn money. Marco, do you feel like it's too far gone? Do you feel like there's no chance to turn around uh, Germany that... Mm. It's just I think there is a chance. The problem is uh, time is running out, you know. Uh, the population is aging. Uh, all the problems come together, and uh, this will be uh, um, uh, a mix of problems, and maybe then uh, there will be no solution if uh, people are waking up. Mm. Thank you for the call, Marco, um, and good luck over there. We really appreciate it. 800-259-9231. It's, it, it's bad here. It's worse there. We, can, we still have a chance to turn it around, uh, but we need to act now. We need to get active. Um, you need to consider the Free State Project because I, I don't know if there really is much of a chance in the other 49 states. I'm not optimistic about them. No, I, I, I wish really I could be. 
I feel the same way. I think that uh, you know the the evidence to me is is that any government's going to get larger and larger without some kind of terrible, violent, bloody revolution. Uh, there, you know, libertarians would like to see uh, smaller government. I believe that's what works. So, I, if it doesn't work, the Free State Project, I just don't think it could. I, I think that the you know the the rise, the ebb and flow of governments in the world is essentially what's going to continue here in the United States. Governments rise, they they become uh, powerful, and then they disappear um, because they've become too powerful. They eat the, they eat themselves, the people. We're seeing it happen. Yeah. Let's go to the amplifier line. Talk to Jody in Calgary. Jody, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you guys doing? Great. Uh, just <laughs> I want to assure you that I'm, I'm a teacher in the public school system up here, and ah. we, we don't <laughs> we don't indoctrinate the children that that our system's best. I mean, really, that's what we've heard. Fact, in, no, no. Well, in, in the province I am, in a matter of fact, we we say uh, we we kind of need some private health care in there. In the past year, in the city that I'm in, Calgary, we've had over half a dozen women miscarriage oh. um, because they haven't received medical attention. Uh, five of them were actually in the emergency room, and they didn't get uh, seen. One was actually called an ambulance from her house, was told an ambulance will not be able to make it. <laughs> and she, on her way, walking to the hospital, she had a miscarriage. Oh, my oh, wow. goodness. That's amazing. How awful. So is there a movement uh, afoot in Canada to change things up there? Is it even somewhat popular, or are they pretty much labeled as fringe like libertarians are in many places in America? Uh, it depends on the province you live in. I mean, in, in Quebec, there's private clinics all over the place. Um, of course, they're French, so they're special. They get better treatment than anybody else in, hmm. in the country. And here in Alberta, They're oppressed. There, there Aren't you, didn't you know that the, the, the French people in, in Montreal are oppressed? Because it's not really Quebec. Um, you know, the majority of uh, Quebecers are English, right? Oh uh, no! In uh, Montreal, has a huge right. Uh, Montreal's French, but the rest of um, Quebec is English, pretty much. Oh no! Quebec, Quebec is French. Um, Montreal has a, an Anglophone, has an English population. Uh, Quebec City itself is pretty much French, and the rest of Quebec is is very French. They're, okay. They they they'd rather not even have any English on any anything else. But but they they haven't voted to uh, leave the the union as it were. Why well, is that? Because we gave uh, well Alberta gave them twelve billion dollars last year. So. Sweet. So oh, of course nice. they're not going to leave yet. No. Yeah. There you go, Jody. Do you thing. think Alberta could cut me a check? <laughs> well, I wish we're in a boom. We're up here. I mean, average salary is over twenty dollars an hour. So you got to know the right people, Mark. It's all about who you know. Yeah, I guess it is. Jody, any other thoughts? Yeah. Uh, just that, I mean, public health care isn't all it's uh, cracked up to be. No, it certainly isn't. Uh, in fact, it's awful. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to DB in California. DB, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, DB, going once. DB, going twice. Oh, well. Well, we'll try. Maybe we'll put him on hold, try him back. Let's go in the meantime to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Uh, hello. Good evening. Hey, Frank. Yeah, I was wondering if any of you guys uh, and gals have uh, used uh, a foreign delivery system, such as if you were traveling in Europe, South America, Asia, you got you had to use the health system in that country. You know, I've been in 13 countries. I don't think I ha- I, I cannot recall having ever even gotten a cut. Okay. Because, you know, everything you've been saying the last week and a half is sort of, you don't have really the empirical 
uh, evidence, and when people, such as I did last Friday, cited the UN health statistics, you just kind of like poo-poo that. So I want to say this, that I have experienced the medical system in Canada, mm -hmm. and it was excellent, and it was certainly much better than what I would have been able to afford in the United States. And I'm going to tell you this, that there are hospitals. It's happened to me in western Pennsylvania where I had a, a Blue Cross Blue Shield insurance policy that I paid like almost $400 four times a year for. And when I had to go to the emergency room at Shadyside Hospital in Pittsburgh uh, and I showed them my card, they wouldn't accept it. And they said, well, you can come in for the x-ray you're going to have to pay $1,200 for that. And as a result, I didn't do it because I didn't have the $1,200. What bothers me, though, for that. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. That was a private uh, health insurance uh, Frank, I want to hear your story. I, I want to hear your Canadian health care story. So hang on, okay? I want to hear the story as to what happened to you when you were in Canada. It was such a glowing experience. This is Free Talk Live. More with Frank coming up. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. So enjoy those on us. That is freetalklive.com. If you like the show, then you should support us by buying some stuff at the Free Talk Live store. Just go to store.freetalklive.com, and you'll find all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise and some other cool stuff all there store.freetalklive.com let's bring frank back on from new york now frank we've been sort of uh talking about canadian health care and socialist health care in general and how uh, an awful idea that it is and you're saying that uh your experience was just absolutely glowing with the canadian health care system so yes. why don't you walk us through your stories uh, well, frank let's see. i i was uh an international student from the united states studying uh in a graduate program at mcgill university and about 1% of the McGill population is from the United States. So it's, Americans are very small. When you look at how international the university is, you have lots of students from Europe, Asia, Africa, South America, very international. Uh, so, you know, when you uh, register to begin the term and you uh, process your fees, uh, being an American, I had to uh, purchase uh, a very inexpensive uh, Quebec Blue Cross Blue Shield policy that's equal to what the Canadians have. But since Americans uh, are such a small percentage of the university community at that time, or I should say at that time, that, uh, you know, that was really nothing. It was great. So when you uh, register, uh, your fees are taken care of, you have your card, then you begin your studies. Well, I had a, uh, a health uh, problem my second year up there, and uh, it was very good. I went to the doctors. Then the Canadian doctor recommended me to another Canadian doctor, a specialist. Mm -hmm. How he long did you me. have to wait to uh, get to see the general practitioner? Uh, about six hours. Okay. Uh, and that was because I was first ill at like five in the morning, and they didn't open their office until nine. So, you know, it was sort of like that. Just a, mm -hmm. uh, a very brief wait. Then the next, uh, after the first appointment, I was given an appointment with a specialist within two or three days because the condition was, you know, what it was. And that was very quick, and immediately the doctor saw me on time. I had no problem waiting. 
he gave me some medication. Then he set up a, an appointment, a time when the operation would occur, when the surgery would occur. And I was told that I would report to the hospital at a certain time. I would be processed within, let's say, an hour or two. And then I would see the doctor later in the afternoon. He would look at me, and the surgery would be the next day. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what happened. Now, here I am, uh, a relatively, quote, poor uh, university, McGill University student uh, at a great hospital, and the person next to me in the waiting room in the hospital to be processed in, which was very quick, it was no more than a half an hour, uh, uh, was was a, a a lovely older woman wearing diamonds and had a beautiful you know mink coat because in Canada it gets cold in the winter and people wear fur coats up there if they have them. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting. You had on one hand probably a very affluent woman that pays lots of money in taxes, and then you had me, uh, a graduate student uh, and university uh, researcher, uh, you know, in my sport jacket and blue jeans and my you know. Uh, and you are certain that of, you are you at. Know, hold on, Frank. Very I want a question for clarification getting, here. You're certain that you are at a government hospital? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Frank. And actually, at that time, they were rated. Canada was rated number one by the UN uh, in the world for their medical delivery. System. I really don't France care what the UN has two. to say. Personally. Well, I, I do believe. And I, I have do to be very that. honest. I have to be very honest. Everything was perfect. The doctors were excellent. Uh, there was no problem with the fees or collecting the fees or anything because it's a single uh, payer system. And what worked, what I thought was so impressive about it, is the fact that you had a real democracy. I don't believe within, you were in the single payer system, Frank. I believe that you were in some sort of uh, you were someone very poor getting the same high quality. Frank, uh, care. you were you were you said you bought insurance. You said you were you were told that you needed he, to buy insurance. He bought into their system. Yes, because as an international student, the university requires that the students have health insurance. Anyone from Europe or Asia, the government recognizes their mandatory health insurance that they have. So it would be like this. Uh, you know, in the United States, let's say if you were coming from Canada, uh, there's no, the, the Canadian health insurance wouldn't be recognized. So if you were going to, let's say, a university, the university would probably demand or require that you have a health insurance uh, at least to cover your time while you're in the country at the university. Frank, well, how no, but, old were you at this time? Just a second, Ian. You, you keep on... Repeat, obviously, um, obviously, Canada does not have the worst medical system PhD. in the world. Um, I, I was 34. Great. You know, age, I was 34. I was working on my PhD. And I'm just letting you know that uh, the system... Is really Frank, I wouldn't doubt good. for a second. I know the UN says that the the Canadian system is good, and I do believe it's good, and I believe in some ways it's, it's better. Excellent. I do it's not. Better no, one of the ways good. that they rate their system is based on how long people live, and in Canada they don't have black people. Black people pull our numbers down because they just don't live as long, now and that's, that's a that's physical a, that's trait. That's a red herring argument. The point is, in Canada, life expectancy is greater for a Canadian than it is for a citizen of the United States. Right, and that's and what that I'm talking about. It's an average issue. Is an but point. look, I'm not saying i'm not saying that canada's um system is abysmal i would never say it's such a excellent. thing hold I'm on just a second honest. frank you guys me. have no experience to make those claims i'm not, not, personal, no experience, not personal experience but you did hear the gentleman just called just before you came in who is a canadian citizen who said it was dismal so well, and we were an email earlier this week you know, lots of people say i don't know i lots don't know of, what goes on in calgary right lots but of when people I was say in it, canada frank. 
but and would you I agree? I used the Canadian medical system. It was excellent. Thank you, Frank. Now, Mark has a, a question for, for you. Right. I know. I know that it's good. I'm, I'm hearing you. What I, my I, question I, is. It's better than good. Can okay, you just get your Frank, question out, Mark, please? <laughs> if the government is bad at solving most problems, why is the government in Canada good at solving the medical problem? Because there's no profit to be made in it. I believe that profits make no um, are th the things that make it work. That doesn't mean that the doctors aren't paid more than a typical Canadian. But I'm it sure means they are. That if you want to become a millionaire doctor, uh, you need to move to the United States. So they lose empire, their brain. So it's a brain start drain. Saving, saving, and investing wisely, as opposed to here, where it's really, you know, uh, where it really is. The cost of medical education in the United States and the cost of malpractice insurance and the cost of buying into uh, a practice is outrageous. Well, here's, a, here's the – I would talk about the cost being a real issue, and here's what I'm saying is I'll bet because of the amount that um, Canadian citizens have to pay every single month, every single year, every single paycheck towards their medical system that essentially they pay double what we pay. No, and, no, yeah, oh, I'll not bet at they all. Do. Because in the United States, I don't have health insurance. If I have to go in for a procedure to a hospital without health insurance, I can pay two and a half times what the insurance companies get. Oh, absolutely true. Their it, it, it can happen so, on an finish. individual basis. So I when absolutely you go, do when believe you go that's into true. The American model, look at it. There's no comparison. Contact the uh, National Association for the Self-Employed. They do have a system for overcoming all that right. particular um, argument. Frank, we're running out of time, but I'm curious. You said you were 34 when you were when in I Canada. When I had to go in for my. How uh, old are you now? Surgery. I'm almost 50. Almost 50. Okay, so it's been almost 15 years then is what you're saying, right? Absolutely, Which... but the point is this. The, the UN uh, ratings of the uh, nations and their health delivery system are still... Well, the UN's run by a bunch Canada of bureaucrats. The, very top. the UN's run by a bunch of bureaucrats who are a bunch of socialists, and of course they're going to That's rate the red socialist herring. nations. That's the red herring. The argument we're talking about empirical, empirical research. We've got as much the, evidence as you do, Frank. We had as far as, no, as, far we, as empirical data. Yes, we, we do, Frank. You we had an email last never, earlier this week, one, and I will refer you to a, a show from a couple of days ago. Thanks for the call, Frank. Thanks for the call. You know, I'll refer you to a email that we read on the air a handful of days ago from a young who somebody who was young at the time, seven who just experienced an absolute nightmare in the Canadian healthcare system, and he was a Canadian citizen. And I think that there's something going on there. First of all, things must have changed over the last 15 years. I don't know how long no, their you, system's been in place. Somebody's going to have bad experiences. Somebody's going to have good right. experiences. That's going to happen in every system. I think that they're giving special treatment to people that are visiting the country. I think that he was asked to pay for some sort of insurance plan. He said he bought a Blue Cross insurance plan, and nobody else in Canada has a, a private company insurance plan. Plan. What's that all about? It makes perfectly good sense to me that if, if you allow someone to come into your country who's going to be able to use your medical, um, who's likely to have to use your medical facilities, that you would make them buy in in some way, shape, or form. I, I don't see any problem with that particular argument. What I do say is the government is inefficient every single time. They can't solve a single damn problem that's put in front of them. And to think for a second that for some reason Canada has this whole health care thing wrapped up because their government is um, taking care of it is ludicrous. It just doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense to me. 
I agree with Frank. I'm sure he did have a great experience. He must I, have. He said so. Right. I don't think that every single person has a bad experience every single time with the healthcare system. However, he's talking about one experience, and just because he had a one good experience doesn't, doesn't mean... Doesn't validate the yeah, whole system. Yeah, it doesn't mean that everything... And again, uh, obviously people that are in the upper echelons, like the rich lady he was sitting next to, are going to get treated better um, than the average folk are, and I think that visitors somehow are getting better treatment. Maybe our Canadian friends can answer. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. The features for free, so enjoy those on us. That is freetalklive.com. Let's go to Johnson calling from Connecticut. Johnson, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, hey, can you hear me? We've mm-hmm. got you. What's up? Okay, it got really quiet. Um, yeah, I was just actually, you know, I decided to call earlier. I was driving around on the road, and I, I wanted to hear the show, so I decided to call in and, and sort of be on hold. And while I was on hold, I was kind of thinking, and an idea popped into my head. The other night, um, you know, Ian, I asked you to plug uh, the Dig site. Yes. Um, we've got dig.freetalklive.com. It's, a, you know, a podcast directory. And it's a, kind of a cool place where people can go and comment on each individual show. Yes, they can. And I, I wanted to, to promote it a little bit better, and I kind of came up with an idea, and I'm willing to uh, fork over a little bit of money for this idea. Okay. And so what I want to do is I want to sponsor a contest uh, for this coming week. So from this show, uh, you know, once the in post, it's going to automatically appear at dig.freetalklive.com and, and the, the shows that are listed there. So from this show to next Friday's show, the comment that that gets posted that receives the most digs, I will give that person a free shirt. Wow, that's pretty cool. So a free shirt, color, uh, design of their choice from the Free Talk Live store at store.freetalklive.com? Yep, absolutely. That's pretty cool. Why don't you do me a favor and... Now, it's uh, the comment or the show? I'm, I'm not understanding the, exactly. The, it's a comment because what, what, the way the dig system works is that um, things that are more popular kind of get votes, right, which is digs. a little number that comes after your name. It's sort of like our karma system on the BBS. And um, essentially, I want more people to comment there. So, I, you know, I, obviously that's why I'm sponsoring the contest. But the other thing is, is that people uh, can vote... Uh, not only on shows that they like and say, hey, I really liked this episode of Free Talk Live, and they can dig an episode up, but as people comment on those episodes, people can dig up or dig down comments. So if someone comes in and, and says something that people don't like, they can dig that down, or if someone says something that you know you think is particularly funny or right. particularly uh, somehow smart or intellectual, uh, you can dig that comment up. So whoever co- posts a comment that gets the most digs, you'll give them a shirt. Yeah. Okay, why don't you do me a favor, write up a uh, an update for me to send out to our updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. That way uh, those people can get that information too. 
Okay, I'll do that. Thanks, Johnson. Appreciate the call, man. And uh, it's it's very cool of him to go out of uh, on a limb like that because he must be using his own money for this. He didn't discuss it with me. Right, and it's going to be a lot more effective than giving away twenty dollars to the person who gets the uh, uh, the, the yeah. thing. You know, the the shirts are. $17.76. Right. So, I mean, it's essentially giving away a $20 bill, but they're more valuable. It's actually, a little more than ways. that because it's like $10 shipping. So, oh, there you go. It's really like a $30. He's paying the shipping, too. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Now, we uh, just got off the phone a few moments ago in hour number one with Frank in New York. He had this experience in the Canadian healthcare system about a decade and a half ago, and he claimed it was just a glowing experience. He and said, it probably was. I believe the guy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's no it reason to disbelieve was. him. I'm just saying that I think there was there are some factors that we don't know about and that Frank doesn't know about that factored into the fact that he got better treatment than most Canadians get. Maybe well, there's something about that, you know, he was a visitor to the country. The one he thing bought is, some special insurance, right, travel insurance. Right, and he doesn't insurance. have any now. So he's comparing an instance where he had insurance, he, he bought into the system, to where he hasn't bought into the system. When, it, when he was in America and had a bad experience. Right. We have a system in America. It's called insurance. Um, they have a system in Canada. It's called socialized medicine. Well, he said he had American insurance, but uh, they didn't cover the thing that he was going after. That was two separate instances, actually. Um, he says he doesn't have insurance now, and he said that the bad experience, he did have insurance, and they didn't right. take it. That's what I thought. Either way, let's actually share a handful of stories from real Canadian people. Now, we shared an email that was sent to us earlier this week. I have no reason to disbelieve him. Had an awful time where he uh, he pulled his leg or he was doing some karate. He went into the Canadian uh, healthcare system, waited for hours, was finally seen by a doctor who looked at him for 30 seconds, said, ah, I don't know what's wrong with you, but take this blood thinner. And then uh, that didn't work. Turned out later on he had hemophilia, which is a thin blood problem, so that might have actually compounded the issue. He went back to the Canadian uh, uh, system, waited for several more hours, saw another doctor who looked at him for 30 seconds and said, well, I don't know what the problem is. You've got your, uh, we know you've got blood in your urine at this point, so take some steroids. That might help solve that problem. And the fact is, he didn't get the help he needed until he went to the privately run Charitable Children's Hospital in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really, that's not the issue. We're not saying that America's health care system is great. We're never saying have we said that. that um, we are saying that free enterprise and the free market will bring freedom inside of healthcare. You will have better, superior service at a lower cost, more available to everyone. Absolutely. I just feel it's important, though, to counteract his claims with some other Canadian citizens and what they're experiencing. Sure, because if socialism, if socialized medicine works, please, let's do it. I just don't think it does. Well, I went in and uh, typed into Google Canadian Healthcare System Visitors, and one of the sites that came up was nomorewaiting.info. It's a website for Canadians who, uh, uh, this is apparently a fairly widespread problem, that Canadians have to wait an awfully long time in order to get That's any... That's the main problem of... that I've heard, and sometimes waiting means dying. Well, beyond the fact that you have to wait, then you get to see doctors who don't care about you. Right. Which is what happened. They're happened. also incentivized to see you very quickly. Right. So here's a story from Jane in Toronto. She says, what we have in Ontario is legislated malpractice. For every patient on a waiting list, ten others have been sent away. What we don't see is the number of brutal triage decisions which are made. I had four foot surgeries. Everyone, too little 
too late. It took over four years for them to take enough time to realize there was even a problem following poor treatment of an injury. Ontario had a mass, has had a mass exodus of orthopedic surgeons because they're denied the resources to do their jobs. The ones who remain are frazzled and unable to do their jobs properly. One foot doctor left London, Ontario in the middle of his two-year waiting list. Now his Toronto colleague has a four-year waiting list. The executive clinic doctor said the only thing which will fix the Ontario system is a million dollars and six years of court battle. It's illegal for doctors to offer services outside of the system or even talk about it. Hmm. Uh, she, you know, she goes on, but let's uh, get a story from Alan in Port Perry, Ontario. He says, about two years ago, I spoke to my doctor about a tingling, pins and needles sensation, in the fingers of my left hand. That's kind of a sign, you know, you want to pay attention to that Sounds sort like of thing. Sounds like a heart problem. I don't know, just from my layman's point of view. He said he'd get me an appointment with a neurosurgeon. Remember, this was two years ago. He's still waiting for oh the appointment. God. He says, don't the politicians realize that the longer you wait, the more it costs? I compare the body... No, no, to- it, I'm not sure that's true. At some point or another, You'll die. you die. <laughs> so there's, there's, a, there's a formula at some point or another that uh, waiting mm. is a good thing. Sadfar. From a fiscal standpoint for the politicians. From Toronto, Sadfar writes, I am waiting for an MRI of my back to investigate some numbness I'm experiencing in my foot. Having been healthy otherwise, I'm deeply concerned about what may be causing this numbness. My doctor isn't able to comment on the possible reasons, and my MRI is scheduled for mid-April. Having been through a very difficult period of my life recently, it appears that the worry about not knowing what may be wrong with me has been the last straw for me and has given me an anxiety disorder that is affecting my daily life. Firstly, I'm not able to get a diagnosis for the numbness in my foot because I can't get an MRI soon enough, and when I develop anxiety problems because of not being able to find out, I'm told that it takes 8 to 10 months to get an appointment with a psychiatrist or to get into any kind of covered therapy. In my case, Can you imagine how difficult it is, in fact, to get uh, services just as a normal person? Psychotherapy works. I, you know, I've been skeptical of it uh, in the past, but I really, you know, I've come to believe that it really does work. Um, you know, what happens to people, normal folks like you, Ian, who have, I don't know, that weird thing about not leaving the house? You could be cured Cut it of out. that. <laughs> you could be cured of that. Just by going to a psychotherapist, but you'd never get to be able to see them in Canada, whereas here in America, you could pay for it. That's true. He says, in my case, I would blame the Canadian health system for giving me an anxiety disorder because of the wait times. Geraldine in Sydney, British Columbia, had a hernia operation, this is a doozy, in 1994. She says, I was told it was good. And in 1998, I found out I was left in the dark because a mistake was made. Mm. I got a repair surgery done in 2000, and I was told it was good. I found out now, in 2007, I still have the same hernia with side effects from the long-term anti-acid pill and am suffering still. And now I'm ignored and feeling abandoned by our Canadian health care system. There's four stories to counter uh, Frank's glowing review. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are for free. We've got the wiki. Over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. You just go to wiki.freetalklive.com to uh, get interactive there. It's like the listener editable version of our website, wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. 
SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. People still want to talk health care. Let's go to the phones to Krieg or Craig in Houston. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Craig. Hi. Uh, just want to make a couple of points about health care. Please. Uh, the first thing is, is that I had a policy uh, about five years ago uh, where it was only it only cost me $50 a month. And basically, I paid everything up to $2,000. And if it was over $2,000 in a year, they would pay everything else. And that worked out uh, really well for me. So if you don't treat it like um, you know prepaid health care and treat it like insurance, you can get a policy that will really uh, be quite cheap. And um, that's something I think people are overlooking. Absolutely. Critical care, right? I mean, that's where if something uh, awful happens, you pay up to a certain amount, and then they cover the rest. Um, I think that's that's what you were advocating the other night, wasn't it, Mark? It, Basically, it, it really seems to be the way that we're, you know works best. I, you know, if, if you can take if you're care healthy, of your, I mean, yeah, you can take care of your own uh, yourself. I think that uh, going to the doctor every year for a 30-year-old male is just too often. I, I think the doctors want to see us a little more often than we need to go. Mm-hmm. Is what my opinion is. And I, you know what? I think. As a radio uh, ad salesperson, that you need to buy more ads than I, than you actually need, <laughs> you know, and that's just the way it is. You know, right. people that sell things want you to buy more of them. So one more thing, one more thing. Yeah. Um, that guy that uh, had a problem with, with uh, going to the hospital and they wouldn't, and they wanted to, him to pay full price. He was on a Blue Cross and Blue Shield plan, and you have to go and look for the specific hospitals that are on the plan. Well, now, hold on, hold on. You've you've sort of combined his stories. He said he bought a Blue Cross plan when he was in Canada, and when he went into the hospital, he did not have any coverage. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I thought that he was talking about a separate incident in the United States where he had a a Blue Cross Blue Shield policy in the United States and was was denied. That's what I thought. I thought it was two That's completely separate stories. That's what I thought, too, but the point is... Okay, you guys yeah, could be right The point is, is that you've got to look for what's on the plan, and you've got to do it before you have the emergency. Find the hospitals that are near you that are on the plan, and and you'll be taken care of. I've had two emergencies in the past two years in my family, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm on a Blue Cross and Blue Shield plan now, and it's been really great, And uh, but you have to go to the right hospital. And just to make it clear, um, it's not that he uh, was turned down for service. His insurance was turned down, and he was told that he would have to pay for the... Um, right, so and he, he chose not to. Right, the care was not turned down. He, he had the option right. of getting the care. If it's an emergency situation, you're dying, maybe you'll make a different choice, you know? Right. So that's uh, that's my bottom line. I think healthcare in this country is is really good for me. I mean, I really uh, do enjoy. I, I can't say much service. better. Right. I can't say I think it's good, no. but um, I think it could be better. It could be a lot better. The free um, market, but because costs should be coming down instead of going up uh, because of all the government regulation, that's why uh, it's not in as good of shape as it could be. But thank you for the call, Craig. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Inevitably, people are going to have uh, good experiences in the American right. system. I've had a good experience at the post office, but that doesn't mean that the post office is a great organization and as efficient as and the it, best way to deliver a letter. Exactly. It's not. Let's continue with the calls and talk to Don in Kansas City. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. How's it going, everybody? Great, sir. What's on your um, mind? Just to hit on the point of the insurance, I actually agree with you guys that social health care does not work whatsoever. Um, we just had a debate at work about this. But um, it, you just don't get the same quality of service if you were going and paying out of your own pocket for the service. Right, they just don't care. They, they, yeah. you know, if I was your boss, I'd tell you guys to pipe down and get back to work. 
<laughs> no, nah, my, my job is pretty relaxed. Um, okay. But um, but another topic that I want to talk about is, um, did you guys hear about the Bear Corporation uh, medicine being affected with HIV? What is this? What, Bear, Bear Corporation? Bear, Bear Corporation, yes. The aspirin it's, guys? Uh, yes, okay. aspirin. Um, their medicine was, uh, some of their medicine was infected with HIV. How is that jumped. possible? HIV uh, well, living outside of, you know, the uh, human body temperature? Well, I'm not going to debate that whole issue. If you want to check it out, just go on YouTube and type in Bear Corporation. It was uh, MSNBC. On YouTube? Yes, YouTube. It's called Bear Corporation launches medis- medication infected with HIV. Okay, well, you can put any. Um, I could get up there and dance with a uh, uh, a lamp shade on my head right, and a little pink tutu. Is, is there a news a video story with MSNBC? Yes, it was a news story that was printed from MSNBC. Okay. Uh, okay, so just get on there and check it out. But I think it's really interesting because number one, it proves the point that the FDA doesn't work. Because they would have caught this, and then number two, it just kind of shows how crooked business is. Because I don't really think that they're going to pay for this um, mistake if it's true. But I'll let that I'll let you guys be the judge of it. Wow. But I just want to bring some light to that situation because, um, yeah, that's crazy. If this it's is crazy. Crooked. If if it yeah. is true, uh, it's pretty crazy. Find it really hard to believe. Uh, I mean, the quality control in uh, in companies is pretty. You know, it's pretty strict, um, but and I, I maybe the HIV virus is dead, and they've decided to try it for something. I don't know what the hell. That that there must it's be a strange claim. Yeah, there must be. Thank you for the call, Don. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to Cato in Tennessee. Cato, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amplifier line. Hey guys, here's some empirical data about Canada's healthcare system. This is from the Fraser Institute in Vancouver, which is a libertarian think tank. Is uh, article from the Seattle Times. Okay. According to them, the Organization for Economic and Cooperation and Development, among the countries that are in that, Canada spends the most on a system and it ranks among the last in such indicators as access to physicians, quality of medical equipment, and key healthy outcomes. Uh, Health care is not the only indication of life expectancy. I mean, there's other things. So you have to look with life expectancy not only at health care but other factors. So to say that Canadians live longer than Americans, that's, as Frank would say, a red herring. Also, uh, Canada outlaws private health care for anything that the government provides, any medical services that the government provides. That's true. And that's why they have such long waiting lines, is because the government is chipping away at the number and variety of services that it covers. And as Mark said, there is a brain drain going on. Uh, Ford said that the doctor shortage looms as the nation falls 500 doctors a year short of 2,500 new physicians that it needs. Mm. And then finally, I wonder what sort of procedure Frank went in in for because, uh, to summarize, the report says the Canadian system works fine for minor problems, but danger lies ahead as the baby boomers age and more serious illnesses affect them. Yeah, that's that is a problem. Is uh, their population's aging just like ours, and uh, so therefore you're going to have a smaller amount of younger people working to uh, keep alive a constantly uh, a, a group of people that is constantly able to live longer and longer. Our old people, older people, are getting are living longer and longer, and mm-hmm. therefore are needing more and more medical care. You used to have a nice fat heart attack, and bam, you're out of there at 64. So wait, you're saying that the Fraser Institute in Canada is saying that the Canadian healthcare system not so great, but the UN is saying the Canadian system is just super. Right, and the Fraser Institute, like I said, it's sort of like the Cato Institute up in Canada. Gotcha. So thanks for the uh, thanks, thanks for the guys. numbers, man. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. 
In fact, Mark, don't you have something about uh, supplements in your email box? Let's jump into that here in a moment. And uh, we'll take your calls about anything. Socialist healthcare. You know what? It's a bad idea. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features for free including the archives, an entire year's worth of the show, right there on the front page of the website. You go and get them. They're on us. That's freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents, like setting up a corporation or a limited liability company. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL. That's FTL like Free Talk Live. Code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. We'll go back to the phone shortly here real quick. Uh, Johnson dug up some information on the gentleman who called in about the HIV, the Bayer selling drugs. Thank with, goodness. Uh, with HIV in it. It, it really happened. Uh, according to The Guardian uh, over in the United Kingdom, a division of the German pharmaceutical company Bayer knowingly sold blood clotting agents infected with HIV to Asia and Latin America months after withdrawing them from Europe and the United States. Claimed an American newspaper, Cutter Biological continued to dump stocks of the Factor 8 blood clotting agent for hemophiliacs on poor countries for nearly a year after introducing a safer alternative, according to the New York Times. It happened in the early 1980s, so this isn't a new story. Uh, after the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia reported in July 1982 that hemophiliacs were becoming ill from blood products. Up to that time, Factor 8, produced from plasma of about 10,000 jo- uh, donors, was not screened for HIV, and it became became a leading killer of hemophiliacs in the early years of AIDS. Uh, this story, by the way, from 2003. Yesterday, Bayer, which has paid out $600 million to settle lawsuits brought by thousands of American hemophiliacs, insisted that it, quote, always behaved responsibly, ethically, and humanely, unquote. Now, also, according to the MSNBC story on the same issue, they claim that the FDA wanted this settled quietly. So the FDA, the government organization that's supposedly out to protect you from things like this, wanted to shove this under the rug. Hmm. Why do you suppose that is? I don't know. It doesn't sound good. Maybe it's because there might be some people in Bayer that know some people at the FDA, and they're just protecting Bayer, just as government agencies tend to protect those who happen to have political influence. Looks suspiciously like that. Yeah. So there's a little bit more information on that for you as we go to the phone calls and talk to Ryan in Texas on the amplifier line. Hello, Ryan. Hey, I'm also calling in from the Gimme Liberty Bar. What's on your mind? But, uh, well, three things now. First, with the Bayer thing, um, that was actually before it was certain that HIV caused AIDS. It was suspected to, but it wasn't a, a sure thing. Okay. So there was negligence, but negligence, but not near the gross negligence that you think it is nowadays. Right. It looks uh, it looks worse now, and I can see what you're saying. Okay. Now, another thing, saying, "Oh, great, a graduate, a poor graduate student can get the same health care as oh, this rich affluent woman," is irrelevant and, and kind of dumb to say because it, it's basically the same thing as oh, isn't it great that we're forcing Bill Gates to eat the same crappy soup that we're feeding the homeless people? 
Well, now, he said he got great service. We're talking about Frank's call from last hour where he was recounting his story uh, from a decade and a half ago in Canada where he was uh, in college. He paid for some sort of private insurance, traveler insurance program, and uh, claimed that he got lovely service in the government-run health care system. Even so, that's that's moving the bar down for the people that can't afford it. Well, you know, let's, you know um, the way I see it is, Yes, um, the government can do a job if, you, if they throw enough money at it. But I've used this example in the past. And if I went out and bought a Honda Accord for $75,000, my wife wouldn't consider me to have been successful. She would have considered me to fail, even though the Honda Accord's a fine automobile. I just paid way, way, way too much for it. So maybe, I, I, absolutely, Frank said he got good service. He did get good service. He got exceptional service at that, uh, that clinic in, in Canada. He absolutely did. But likely the Canadian taxpayer footed the bill and paid double, triple, uh, quintuple what it was supposed to be, including um, you know, him buying into the system. It just costs too much when government runs things. And as far as denying service, there's a very good reason for that, why insurance has had networks of doctors and, and so on. Can you imagine how much your insurance would cost if they were required to pay any doctor, no matter how crooked, no matter how much he tried to overcharge? A whole they bunch. Need to know, they need to know what reputable doctors are good, provide good service for a good price. Mm. Uh, and they got to make sure not only price, but it's good service because they want to get gotten done the first time and not have to pay to take care of you more. Mm. Very good. That's, so they vet, basically you're saying they vet the doctors that they, uh, they approve under their plans. It should That's also, what a network is. It should also be pointed out that Frank was praising the socialist health care system in Canada and, what, and bashing the United States health care system. But what we have in the United States is about a 50 percent socialist health care system. Right. We've got a socialist system, too. So It's just not as socialist. <laughs> exactly right. Ryan, final thoughts? Uh, that's about it. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. All right. So, um, Mark, you've got an email about supplements. Since we're talking about the FDA, you know, this big government organization, the Food and Drug Administration, that is tasked with keeping you safe from drugs and unapproved treatments. Uh, you don't, we don't want uh, Americans going out and making their own decisions about what they should put into their body. They should not be able to go and consult an expert and get their opinion and go out and choose for themselves. We in the FDA will decide what is and what is not appropriate. So the Muslim non-archist writes in, and you know, he babbles a bit in the beginning of the email, and I'm not going to read that. So let's take dietary supplements as an example of relatively unregulated alternative health market. Sounds pretty fair. There's a huge boom. The only thing they're not allowed to do is say, this cures cancer. They, they can't make right. a medical claim. Though they are looking at regulating dietary supplements. They're, they're doing that, and yeah. they're already regulating it. But he said re relatively, and that's certainly In comparison true. to pharmaceuticals, yes. Yes. There's a huge boom in the industry. Deregulation is good for the economy. We all agree. But my concern is that deregulation may not be good for the quality control of medical claims. The only way that the independent consumer has of regulating quality is anecdotal um, evidence, which is unscientific. Medical and statistical research is the only reliable way of determining if supplements really work. Mm -hmm. What we see in the supplement industry is that medical claims are made by market, uh, marketers of ginkgo biloba, St. John's warts, and others. But studies done by the National Institute of Health, that's the government, show that they don't work, and the market is relatively unaffected by the research. 
Further, medical research is really expensive, and in a deregulated market, the private sector has no incentive to do the research. They spend all this money, and if it shows their product doesn't work, they've gained nothing. But even if the research shows that their product does work, they've still gained nothing because, in the unregulated market, they can make the claims without doing the research. And, of course, <laughs> the consumers tend to ignore the research anyway. This is fairly harmless in the case of dietary supplements, but what about alternative health remedies in which may actually be harmful? How would market forces protect against this? It's a fine question. Would you like to, or shall I? I'll handle that. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, there are plenty of uh, quacks out there right now. Uh, with the government uh, in existence, and they are making claims. They may not necessarily be advertising them in magazines per se, uh, but you can find all kinds of people. Like there's, uh, I remember, was it was it Penn and Teller, or am I just making this up? There's this little foot bath thing in the world of alternative um, of alternative healthcare, mm-hmm. where you put your feet in the bath. And the claim is that it, it, sucks it will poisons. suck all the toxins from your body through the pores in your feet. Just put your feet in the bath, and you'll sit in the bath, and it just, yep, just takes them right out. And you can see it. See, you can see the water. It's sucking right out of you. Um, and the, you know the water gets, uh, you know, very grimy looking, and it really looks <laughs> like, you know, really looks like something's going on. Well, it turns out the whole thing is a totally bunk device. There's some sort of. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what it is, but there's something in the bottom rust. of the device that, yeah, that basically ejects rust into the water after a certain period of time, and so it makes it look like something's going on when, in fact, all you're doing is getting a foot bath in rusty water. <laughs> so, but people are paying. You act like that's bad. <laughs> people are paying through the nose for this service. So I think it's important to point out this stuff's already happening. Um, if a consumer wants to be ignorant, then no one's going to be able to stop. No, that. no. Look. Uh, we're going to get back to this on the way back, because yes, i got will. a much better answer than yours. Oh, I, I hadn't even gotten around to the answer. I was just giving an example of one example of quackery that exists today, you know, in the regulatory climate we have. Uh, 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. How would the free marketplace help protect people from these quacks? That's the question. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The feature's on our website. We give away, though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier, as have done hundreds of our listeners, for as little as 3 bucks a month. Now, remember, all the website features are on us. So this is above and beyond all that. This is if you want to get Free Talk live on more radio stations around the country and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. You can sign up by going to amp.freetalklive.com or just go there to learn more about the program and how it is we're taking that money in and turning it around into advertising for the show to get, uh, you know, for instance, we uh, buy half-page ads in Talkers Magazine, which really makes the show look a lot bigger than it really is, right? Because these program directors around the country are seeing us advertise right next to some of the huge names uh, in talk radio. And you guys, uh, your contributions make this possible. Uh, that's just one of the examples of the things we're doing with the money. You can get all the details at amp.freetalklive.com and learn about the perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, which you've heard people using tonight, uh, as well as the AMP-only forum and chat room and more. All the details, amp.freetalklive.com. So then, the question from the emailer was in regards to some of the alternative health treatments that are out in America today and some of the claims that are being made that may or may not necessarily be true. And his concern is, or his question was, well, in a free marketplace, what would 
help protect people from these false claims or these outlandish claims about the uh, the health supplements. Well, um, what would protect them in in the sense that because uh, they're not very well protected now. That right. Much he's is not true. Talk, he's not saying that health. He's not asking about health supplements. He's really talking about the medical industry as a whole. What would happen if they deregulated the medical industry? I see. And um, you know what sort of and and do, do you using it as an example the current alternative health system and how unregulated it is. Okay. Yes, there are a bunch and bunch of dollars being dropped into vitamins and minerals and supplements and all that kind mm-hmm. of thing, and they are large. They're, they're unregulated, but and you have to do some studying to find out about these different um, products. And there's not a lot of research out there. But let's remember, you're still only talking about ten to twenty percent of the marketplace, and that ten to twenty percent. Most of them still use the medical establishment, which means the medical establishment still getting 85% of medical dollars out there. So when you say that it's it's pervasive, it is, but it isn't. It's still a fringe uh, service, which means that when you look at uh, medical services like the drug book by Consumer Reports, absolutely positively in an unregulated world where um, vitamin supplements competed on a level playing field with uh, medical treatments, you would see Consumer Reports and the like, uh, the Better Business Bureau, Better Business Bureau and, and organizations just like that would come out with their own rating systems for vitamin supplements that work and ones that are bunk. Like they would tell you that But he says that it costs a lot of money to do that research and It costs uh, a lot of money to do that research. Consumer reports, you know, is the, the drug book, she ain't free. You're going to have to pay for it. 20.99.95 mm. or you can get it with a one year subscription. subscription. Yeah. There you go. That's how easy it is. Consumer reports manages to do it. Um and they do research on all these drugs. Do they take in um research from some of the drug companies? I'm sure they do. But they do their own research at the same time and tell you how effective these things are. You'll find out that chromium picolate, which is a, a supplement, really doesn't do anything to make you bigger and stronger. Wait, do they the put cr- supplements in there? No. Oh, no, okay. no. You would find that yeah, out. You're saying and, that you find that out through the Right. Book. It's still a fringe market. And it's just not worth um, a, you know, a big hitter like uh, Consumer Reports going in there and right. spending all that money on research and, and doing it. In an un- unregulated market where vitamins and minerals and supplements and, and these kind of uh, enhanced organic foods could compete on a level market with the drug companies, because the drug companies have all their lobbyists in Washington and these uh, supplement companies do not, well, then then uh, you would see Consumer Reports rating these companies the same way. I don't know much about how the medical how medical is regulated, but I do know a little something about how food service is regulated, and I can't imagine that it's too much different. And typically they come in about once or twice a year, and they look at the ceiling, and they walk around for five minutes, and then they give you a report, and it's usually pretty good, and they leave, and that's it. And so there's sort of this, I mean, people feel like they're protected and and. It's, it's more of an illusion. Right. It's just, saying. exactly. It's just a safety net. And my mother, for example, when I first brought up the idea of of totally eliminating that, she the was FDA? very, yeah, she was very, it's the thought of that scares her because what about it restaurants? It scares me a little. What about restaurants? Who will protect us from awful places and stuff? And I, I just can't imagine that private uh, regulation, I guess like you can't even call them regulation, but private inspection companies wouldn't appear up and people would put stickers in their windows well, right, because say, it's demanded we're, 
People want that. Exactly. They want to be protected. They want to feel safe. And the, you, what you're pointing out is that the government, with its um, with its bureaucracies, sort of put on this safety theater, sort of like uh, the TSA is security theater. The, the FDA is uh, sort of safety theater in a way because they're not really necessarily keeping you safe. They're just really protecting the uh, the existing pharmaceutical companies from upstarts and, and new people getting into the business. And in addition, Mark, I think that we should also help people understand that the vision will be a little bit larger than just consumer reports. Consumer Reports is the existing company that is in the marketplace today. Right. But in the absence of in the absence right. of the FDA, right? People people um, are going to be concerned about the drugs that they're taking because for right now the FDA does a really crappy job of inspecting drug companies, and they have a monopoly on inspection. Right. And people believe, um, for for whatever reason, the federal drug right there, that big stamp, they're fine. It so they must don't have be okay. Think. Right. They don't think about it. So then you force people to take responsibility for their own lives. Lives, rather, than, rather than handing off to the FDA, which does not do a good job at it. Anybody who no. could do a better job than the FDA does. They don't do a good job, and they drastically increase costs as well. Absolutely. So um, then those, you know, those costs, which people, do, every American does pay in the form of income taxes, would be then returned to the American people so that they could pay for organizations like uh, Consumer Reports. Wouldn't you love to just pay $20 a year uh, for a book to check out how good drugs are rather than having the FDA around, which God knows how sure. many hundreds of dollars you pay personally per year to and keep this stupid, bloated bureaucracy from, book, from book, killing Americans? The book model's actually outdated. You know, Now we've got the Internet. You could pay for a subscription to an Internet website yeah. where you could, uh, you know, information be at your fingertips. The point is that all kinds of services would spring up, and, it, and, and there's no reason why there wouldn't still be uh, checks and balances as far as whether... Absolutely. There, news articles would come out and out medicine companies that were doing things wrong. and I mean, there's all kinds of ways that this would work out in a free market situation. And it's important to point out that caveat emptor would still apply then as it applies right. today. You can't just, you know, you can't just decide, "Oh, I need to take XYZ medicine." You don't know, you're not a doctor. You need to do research before you put something in your body. But if you do decide that you don't want to do any research, then okay, yeah, you could make a mistake. You could take the wrong drug. That's why you consult with experts. You consult with doctors who have already read the journals. They've already done the research for you. You find a doctor that's trustworthy. That way you don't have to go through the... Because somebody might say, well, well, I don't want to have to do hours and hours of research if you I just want to decide to. to. Exactly. Somebody else will. The experts are going to do all that work for you. It's just you get to pick the expert based on, again, you know, vetting and based on uh, consumer uh, reviews and word of mouth and that sort of thing. So would people be protected? Yes, as much as they would like to be. You would be protected as much as you want to be protected. If you want to do uh, your own research, you can do that. If you want to trust the experts, you can do that. If you want to trust Consumer Reports, you can do that. If you want to start your own competing agency to compete with Consumer Reports, maybe you think that Consumer Reports has been taking money from the pharmaceutical companies and that you think that uh, you know a little competition would do some good, then jump into the game. You'd be able to do that in the, in the free marketplace. We'd have uh, such a variety, as you were saying, Julia, of choices and sources for information. It probably it would be um, tough to choose from. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Well, let's go to the phones and talk to Vince in California. Vince, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, Vince. Whoa. Uh, hey, can you hear me? Well, yes, sir. Yes, What's on can. your mind? Hey, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Frank's call yes. earlier. Yeah. Last hour. Um, I, I have to say I was a little bit disappointed. He's usually a pretty fro, pro-freedom, pretty uh, pro-free market guy. Yeah. But to hear him say that he thought the problem in the healthcare industry was profit, was a little bit, uh, bothered me a little bit. 
But um, I did want to give you guys a little bit of a critique there, mm -hmm. if you don't mind. And that is it, it sounded to me really silly to hear you guys defending our health care system so vociferously. And I understand that, you know, we have to, you know, socialism's evil and whatnot, but what we have here is socialism. I don't think we defended uh, the U.S. health care system. Yeah, I tried to back off of um, our, our health care system, and I asked him questions like, I, you know, I didn't feel like that was what we were doing, but if that's what it sounded like to you, that's a, that's a valid critique. And um, but so, I, I tried to, you know, I asked him questions like, well, Frank, if the government um, d does a poor job of uh, administering everything else, how come it can administer health care in Canada? Right. And so... In the in the future, I would just point out what the right we have right now is basically fascist healthcare. It's private, in name only. You've got insurance companies that are forced to take on pre-existing conditions. You can walk into a hospital. I mean, that's everyone. Yeah, I'm can sorry get if we didn't make that clear, man. We've uh, talked about healthcare quite a bit over the past few days, and every time we point out that it's mostly run by the government in this country. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves as we launch into hour number three. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. That's 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go, the features for free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Rolling right into the phone calls to Wes, calling from Washington. Hello, Wes. Hey, guys. Hey there. What's on your mind? Hey, um, yeah, well, first off, I want to be perfectly honest. I'm a prank caller, but I'm not pranking you. All right? I just want to get that clear. I appreciate that, Wes. All right. Well, We've converted I you? Is that really what you're saying, show? Wes? Wes, have we converted you into a real caller? Um, well, that'll that'll uh, that'll depend on what you say next. Um, well, I just want to say that we're going to stop prank calling you. Okay. If uh, you guys give us customizable T-shirts where we can write EBV on the back. What What are you talking about? It's the thing they yell at the end of their calls. You know. It's yeah, you know what I'm I talking thought it was about. a speaking like, noise. If, like, we will stop prank calling you, and that's a promise you if you guys did that. Like, put it on your store online. So you're, you're, black, you're blackmailing it us? It sounds like a bit of a blackmail thing. Well, well you know, know. I, I, I'm a big believer in blackmail. I think that uh, if you want something from somebody, and, and we leave the phone lines open. But, we, like, we would pay for it, dude. We wouldn't, like, we wouldn't just, like, expect it. I, so I, you'd I, be the like, Free Talk Live EBVs? Yeah, exactly. On the back, though. Just like E.B.B.V. E on the back. Uh, but like that know, nice Free Talk Live it's logo. A, it's a decision that we cannot <laughs> actually make. Um, the uh, the gentleman, uh, Johnson, who uh, calls in sometimes, uh, handles that uh, the T-shirts and... Uh, we're going to have to make an executive decision and get back to you. Well, as you know, anyway, I mean, we've got uh, we've got a system that we've installed to uh, to help reduce the crankers on the program. You like the phone number thing, but yeah, the phone number thing is what does EBV oh, stand I, I for? I had a nice conversation with him about this, and uh, he he just like he's he's a nice guy. You mean the call screener? Yeah, yeah. I, he's I had not a nice trying to be a nice guy. Last night after that stupid prank call, one of one of my friends did. Yeah, you guys. Cheese between your toes. Were, you, were you guys the ones that uh, that put the video up on YouTube? Yes, yes, actually that is us. So here's you my guys question: Have done some better cranks? Why didn't you put those in the video? I mean, that wasn't that even the the well, best collection. Just, it was kind of long ago when we put that on YouTube. So I see. Like, I see. well, we will make a best of. You don't sound like a 13 year old. The rest of them do. I'm not 13. <laughs> okay. Are like, your friends yeah, 13? That's, that's pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Like, what's the CAI? 
Uh, like the, the Sacral CAI. It's it's a sponsor of our show. I do. What's it stand for? I couldn't tell you. Go to SacralCAI dot com. But Julia, you had a question. Oh, I asked if you're the rest of your friends were thirteen because they really do sound thirteen. Uh, well, like <laughs> we're not well, trying. Of, to, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm being serious oh, we're here. At least, we're all at least eighteen. Wow. Really? You know, I don't all mind. the prank callers we've been getting have been eighteen. Well, no, actually, there are some that call in, like that one who called about the Wikipedia page. Uh huh. He's he's uh, 15. Yeah, one of them sound one of them sounds very young. You know, uh, being old like 15. me at 37, you don't know the difference between 15 and 13. I, now, I'll, I'll now, let you know that. I gotta say, I like a good crank call. I don't want to screen out crank callers. What I wanted to screen out was the the guys that are more likely to, than not to say the f word. Right, on right. The air. We just don't want the, the f bomb. That was and my we real want good, issue. funny frank, prank call. Right. right. That was my real issue because you know we aren't we're not just an internet show. We've got radio stations that their licenses are on the line when that sort of stuff goes out and so i mean we'll take whatever action we need to like instituting a new callback policy where if you call in and uh, our board op uh, wants to verify you he'll ask for a phone number and then call you back to ensure that you really are who you claim to yeah, be he did institute that like we've been we've been cock blocked a couple times from yeah that's a that's a tough one and then you know we could we could go further than that and install a dump machine which the network actually has in their rack they just have has have chosen to not utilize it i personally don't want to do that uh i, think, I don't i think actually one one time, um, we did get the phone number thing. We called back a couple times, and one time it just said, this call is unavailable. Hmm. So, like, like this place you're calling is unavailable, so we just gave up for the night. Yeah, but I don't know. then we just used know. our cell phone, so it was all good. So, anyway, I appreciate you guys uh, checking in with us, and uh, and I appreciate the attempts on the cranks. You've had a, few, a couple of hits, mostly misses, but that's how yeah. it has to be. You've got to throw a bunch of crap up against the wall, and eventually something's going to stick. And as far as the T-shirt thing is concerned, you have to talk to Johnson on that one. He wants to know what EBV stands for. Johnson does? Yes. Uh, it's just, um, like... From Beavis and Butthead, like it's just like a little mutation of that crap. Now, is this a 4chan thing? Are we, we right about that, or where, where did you guys get the together? The thing, we did that once. That was, but that was like we didn't really like completely. If we said like do a barrel roll, then that would be just completely stealing from 4chan. But we're not really like just 4chan. How did here. you guys? How did you guys get together? How did you uh, find we're each other? We've been friends for a long time. So you don't you aren't uh, scattered across the country uh, linking up on Skype. You are actually in the same area. In the same house right now. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. And you yep. guys get together and you crank uh, various different shows, right? It's not just Free Talk Live, is it? Yeah. Of course. It is just free talk. Well, live. we're the only ones that let them through. Well, I guess you're right about that. I, it's, it's it feels good that we're so important that uh, you've chosen us to crank. We were going to try Red Bar Radio later. Oh, please do that. Now, Mike D is... Uh, he'll crank guy. you right back, I yeah. swear. And you can drop the F-bomb on his show. Mike D... Uh, he yeah, has actually he's... done some really funny prank calls on this <laughs> right. show. Because he, he has, deserves uh, it. Well, Mike D isn't on any radio stations. He's just an internet show. So, yeah, you can absolutely curse up a storm on his show. And, uh, and like, That's he's... not like what we're trying to do. That's not right. the only reason we're doing it. We just want to like have some fun. You guys you guys are like find it funny sometimes. But... Sometimes. Yeah. Like, you... Wait... Can you, could you, did you, like, save EBV on, like, like, the, your, like, tool thing so you can, like, press it and it says it any time? No, you mean, like, as a sound file or something? No, I've not done that. Oh, no, could, could you, you do could it? you just do one for us? Like, <laughs> or, or, or could I do one? I don't know. You can do one to end your call. How about that? I don't want to end it yet. Oh. Yeah, you got to go. But it's almost over. Me. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That doesn't sound like EBV to me. That sounds like what the sound that the road runner makes. It's like, me. Me, <laughs> me. Yeah. EBV. It, it I'm not doesn't sure sound what it, like EBV to well, me. Well, like, you know, how do you write 
sounds, right? Yeah. I mean, how do you write guttural sort of uh, weird noises? You can, you know, we can only do so yeah, much. Yeah, getting fixated on some noise like that, that really sounds like uh, somebody who's taken too many psychotropic drugs to me. Well, you know, I'm glad we had the of course, chance. I only know that from experience. I'm glad they took the time to call in to, yeah. uh, to sort of you explain clear up some mystery, too. Right. Because I love a good crank call. I just don't like it when people get on the air and put our station's uh, licenses in jeopardy. That's what I don't like. I've got to protect my stations. Yep. They're like my babies. 1-800-259-9231. They're very important to the show. Uh, they're the lifeblood of, uh, of Free Talk Live. Obviously, our internet listeners are also the lifeblood of uh, Free Talk Live. But getting on those transmitters is really critical to what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if that, uh, if that jeopardizes that, then we, we have to take drastic measures. So, uh, 1-800-259-9231. Call in and crank all you want. Just don't. You know, just don't use certain terms. Yep. And if you want to get a hold, of, if you want to get a hold of Johnson, talk about the customizable T-shirts. You got to talk to him at uh, Johnson at freetalklive dot com. That's Johnson at freetalklive dot com. Creativity makes up uh, for any lack. In, as far as you know, it, it's just not creative to get on the air and drop a curse word. You're not going to make it through. We'll install a dump machine. We'll take it right off the air. But call in with a fake character or call in with a crazy concept or whatever. <laughs> call Ian a shut in or call Mark Gay. It'll be hilarious. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Yeah, but you call me a shut in and I call you gay, so yes, that wouldn't be very original. No, but you know, it, it seems to work. All right. So then, uh, let's see, Julia. The story from North Bergen County, a place that I unfortunately have had the opportunity to visit. Uh, the school system there has decided to implement a new plan for ninth graders. What is it, and what's going on? Ninth graders often have trouble selecting what clothes to wear for school each morning or what to have for lunch. But starting this fall, freshmen at the local high school in Bergen County must declare a major that will determine what electives they take for the next four years and will be noted on their diploma. Now, that sounds to me like they don't have an option out. If it determines what electives they take for the next four years... Hmm. They can't change it? It doesn't say. The article does not say that I've read yet, and I haven't really read it thoroughly, but um, we'll find out, I guess. Okay. Um, a school, this school has struggled with low test scores and racial tensions for years. Establishing majors is a way to make their students interested until graduation and stay out of the hyper-competitive college admission, college admissions process. That's going to keep the kids interested in your awful <laughs> government schools? Yeah. yeah I the idea that they're going to pick a It's going to make course? them stay interested. Absurd. Absurd, yes. Some parents have welcomed the requirement, noting that a magnet school in the district already allowed some students to specialize. But other parents and some educators have criticized it as prep professionalism run amok or a marketing gimmick. Hmm. I thought high school was about finding what you like to do, said Kendall Eatman, an Englewood mother of six who was president of... I thought, I thought high school was about killing time. Yeah, I thought it was Taking about learning kids. how to Tax cuss. And, I thought it was about learning how to cuss and put a, a condom on a banana and fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 1-800 pushed around in the bike rack. There's more to the story here, and we'll look at the uh, the just crazy idea. And this isn't the first time. This is uh, actually, I think, Florida. Does, does it mention Florida? In it the does story? mention Florida. Because Florida, I think, statewide is doing this, which, again, what the hell does a ninth grader know about what he or she wants to do in the future? It's Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. 
This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the website we give away, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens and dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. You can see what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Shrine.freetalklive.com. We're talking about a story from North Bergen, New Jersey. Just an ugly, awful place. Uh, but uh, anyway, the, you didn't the, enjoy it there, New, New no, Jersey. I take it. I almost got killed. Well, uh, that's really your issue. It yeah. is, it's not about it being awful. Or well, ugly. it was also an ugly, awful place as well. It's yeah. Just the, uh, it's just to the. In case you don't know where it is, it's just to the south. I think of the Hudson River, uh, just on the other side of New York City. You know, I was in, uh, I believe, it was Kearney, New Jersey, which is relatively close to New York City, mm-hmm. and. Um, but, you know, I was doing is that where little, all the carnies come from? I don't, I don't believe so, and I no. imagine they've heard that joke a lot. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> I, I, as a matter of fact, I'm shuddering just a little bit. I, I've, I've lost my train of thought. The joke was so bad. Yeah, I always go for the easy ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mark's joke was a lot You get one, one zinger a week, and the rest, yeah, not so much. Um, anyway, Carney, the, the beep, I, you know, I was driving a van across the United States in 1998 just to see what it was like because I hadn't seen the place. And in. New Jersey, they let me park my van there while I went to New York City for one day. Isn't Wasn't that, that nice? nice that the bar owner did that? Nice people there. Private property. Private property. Yeah. I was just saying. Was it private individuals ugly. that tried to kill you in New Jersey? New Jersey? I New don't Jersey? honestly know. I didn't have a chance to really ask them too many questions. They okay. were chasing me down the uh, one-way street. Um, anyway, so back to the story. The North Bergen High Schools are now requiring ninth graders to pick a major. Now, mm-hmm. this isn't like picking the college major, because there's a lot of majors to choose from in college. This is like picking your high school major. Now, the, the idea that a ninth grader knows what he or she wants to right. do in life is absurd. It is absurd. Um, <laughs> there yeah. are a few select ninth graders that may very well know that, but... In the government school system... To focus system, your, your learning in ninth grade on one particular yeah. thing, and then obviously you're going to change it. Yeah. A college freshman change it. Right, and so this has to do with them picking electives. When I was in seventh grade, and that's a few years younger than ninth grade, but not too far, when I was in seventh grade, I thought for sure the only thing I wanted to do in life was be an actress. Mm-hmm. I took one acting class, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. You changed your mind. I changed you my went mind. elsewhere. Now... So, it hasn't. It doesn't say in the article whether or not they can change their major, but it says that when they pick their major, it determines their electives for the next four years. So that leaves sure me sounds think, pretty solid. I mean, that sounds like right. that's pretty firm. Choice. Also, I went to a school that had a program like this, and I came in a new semester, and I was not able to pick my major. I was assigned to a major, and I was mm. assigned to basically the retard academy, where they put all the kids who just hated school, all of the Is worst. Because you were new. Just because I was new and they had no room in the other academies they claimed. Hmm. I see. The Environmental Science Academy. Now, I had no desire to do anything ever in environmental science. I was in the back of the school digging dirt and making gardens and stuff and transferring <laughs> fish from ponds and making... <laughs> Sounds like busy work to me. Yeah, it was so ridiculous. So it, it was very ineffective. My brother was put in the same academy and my mom had to fight I mean, to the teeth in her scary mom voice to get him changed the next year. Hmm. And there was only five or six of them, and none of them were... I wouldn't have wanted to be in any of them, The, the areas that you could choose. Right. Right. Was, when I was in school, and I, my school was a little smaller than average, so maybe most high schoolers have a little bit of a wider choice, but I think you could choose music, art, computers, and physical fitness. And I, I think that was a requirement for everybody. So I think music, art, and uh, computers, that was the choice. 
Yeah, mm. this was environmental, business, medical, culinary, and there was a technical one. And that was it. All right, so what's the rest of the story? All right. Today's economy requires people be constantly learning and changing, Ms. Humphrey said. A lot of jobs that high school students are likely to have 10 years from now don't yet exist, so preparing too narrowly will not serve them well. Despite such naysayers, a number of school <laughs> districts around... <laughs> You're just a naysayer. <laughs> you and your tax money and all these things that you might think we should do with your money. You're a naysayer. <laughs> Shut up and give us your money, citizen. <laughs> a number of school districts around the around the country are experimenting with high school majors, an outgrowth of the popular career academies that have become commonplace nationally and in New York City over the past decade. But while career academies simply add a few courses to broad one to a broad core curriculum, majors require individual students make more make a more serious commitment to a particular educational path. That term right there, serious commitment, sounds like they're locking it in. Right. Starting this month, Florida districts will require every ninth grader to major in one of more than 400 state-approved subjects. This is another thing that really bothers me about this. I can remember being in middle school and taking these silly little tests where they would decide what would be a good job for you. Seriously? Yeah, you don't. You didn't do that? Oh, yeah. No. I did. I took these same things. Well, I went to the gifted school, so I guess they didn't give us that stuff. Well, I always had a lot of trouble because I didn't like the job it would decide for me. I'd get Baker or something silly like that that I just totally had no interest in doing. And it just sets people up to work in jobs, which is what right. the public That's what the school system is designed, is designed to do. But nobody sees this or it doesn't bother anybody. I don't, I don't know. How many just, kids actually go through with that? How many kids will follow their suggested path, their government-suggested path? Well, I would imagine that I should be a garbage man. <laughs> I think that since it's I a, think garbage man sounds like fun work. I think that yeah, uh, right. since oh, it's really government do. school, if they have a passion, by the end of the four years, they'll probably hate it. Maybe so. That's <laughs> so a great point. They, I mean, anything that I liked in, in high school was pretty much crushed if I, ha if I had to do yeah. it in high school. <laughs> right, I agree with that, because uh, when I was in high school, I had no interest whatsoever in learning Spanish. And now um, that I'm out of high school and I understand right. that um, having another, uh, being bilingual is a pretty valuable thing to uh, to to have. Uh, I'm, I'm actually interested, in, and I wish I had more interest when I was in high school in Spanish, but I didn't. All I wanted to do was screw off and, and right. uh, mess around. So um, I think there's just something wrong, just fundamentally, with the way government schools operate that, like you're saying, they just turn kids away. They turn from kids off age. from learning. Yeah, from, from yeah, an early right. age. I'd say it starts in most, for most people, middle school, Definitely high school, I think. I think the more you go to government schools, the more kids get turned off as the years go on. But some of them turned off as early as elementary school. Now, did they tell you that you should be a baker? Uh, is that yes. where your test That's, came back? Yeah, my test came back. I should be a baker. What was yours, Mark? What did they tell you? Do you remember? I don't remember. I remember that I liked social things. I wanted to be a federal cop when I was in ninth grade. Yeah. I mean... Seriously, I had no idea what I was, what I wanted to do, and I still don't really know what I want to do. You think about how often people change college majors. Yeah, it's well, just amazing. To this me. is this is a symptom of a problem. Public schools know Suck. that they aren't the good, they aren't the the best choice in education. They want to be. Somebody comes up with a grand idea. Other people are like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do that, and right. they implement it. High school majors, uh, as though it's. A good idea for everyone. 
You know what a good idea is? A good idea is to let people keep their own tax money from um, their property taxes that we fund these schools with and income taxes that go to the federal government that come back in the form of Title I and all that other stuff. Let them keep their money and let them decide what to do with their own children. Right. If they want to send their kids to a school that's going to give them a wide cutting sort of, uh, uh, you know, smorgasbord, if you will, of courses where they'll be very well rounded, uh, but not know a lot about one particular topic or one particular subject, they should be free to send their kids call there. Call it a liberal arts education. If parents <laughs> want to go and send their kids to a school where, they'll, where they're going to learn a trade and learn very specific things, Parents should be free to make that decision. Uh, I, the freedom is the answer. 1-800-259-9231. What do you think about this idea of government uh, school, high school, government high school majors and forcing kids to pick one? It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the website. We give away. There are uh, bullet. There's a bulletin board system. There's a shrine of female listeners. There's the wiki. I mean, it's all for free. So enjoy it at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your only choice for more personal freedom, smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Just a few more thoughts on this story, and then we're going to roll into the phone calls. Phones are loaded up here. Uh, Julia, just uh, give us a few more uh, thoughts or pointers from the article here about these ninth graders in New Jersey and also in the state of Florida. And South Carolina. South Carolina jumping on board with this that are going to be having to pick a high school major uh, before they are allowed to, to continue on with their government education. All right, to close, uh, district officials said that they are establishing the majors to personalize the learning experience and engage students. And because college admissions officers have said over the years that they favor students with expertise in particular areas since it demonstrates commitment and passion. Because being forced... But they don't have the commitment and the passion to this thing if they've been given it at ninth grade and say, pick a career. Right. Now, what are those choices? This is the New Jersey school system. They've got six potential high school majors that they've set aside. Sports management, fine and performing arts, health sciences, international study and global commerce, communications and new media, or liberal arts. So that's it. So you are forced to choose one of those. Fine and performing arts. Sounds like the most interesting of all of them. Well, down the article, I saw that uh, apparently most people chose sports management. This what is a is career. That? This is a career that you can actually make money from. Are you, you kidding me? I'm sure you can, but only a few people yeah. can. Right. It's like going into radio. You know? Yeah. Some people are going to make a lot of money in radio, but not many. Right. Uh, sports management. I mean. What? There are the big coaches, I guess, that are out there, and I suppose they, I suppose maybe uh, general managers, that sort of thing. But that's a business uh, degree, you know. To actually manage a sports team is uh, that's a business issue. One thing that really bothers me about this, and I actually heard a little bit of this on the radio the other night here, the local talk station, is that a lot of these people they are only interested in in 
pushing kids into college. Like they don't talk about right. what kids should do after college. It's only about getting into a college. And once they get into college, it doesn't matter. Right? But they're saved. A, it's like yeah. it's like the church wants to get you saved. Look, college does not save you. Solid college can cost you a bundle of money and be in uh, debt. Right. Right. And, and you walk out with uh, you know alcohol uh, alcohol problem and uh, you know a large debt and a liberal STDs. arts degree. Big big fat hairy deal. Mm. Alcohol is not for every kid. I think that's a great point, Julia. Excuse me, al- I'm not well, alcohol. College, <laughs> alcohol is not for any kids, and uh, college is not for every kid. Well, this lady on the radio the funny? other night, this lady on the radio the other night was talking about how parents should set things for their kids to do during the summer instead of let them hang out. And her only reason for that was so that they could get into college. It wasn't because it's good for children to be productive. You know what I mean? To learn new things exactly. and to experience. That had nothing to do with it. It was all about getting into college, and right. that was it. College, uh, whatever means are necessary to get to that end, that's what these people are all about. And they sort of, they're, they're glossing over all of the kids that don't need to go to college. And we read a study not too long ago on the show that pointed out that I think they said that about 50% of kids that go to college don't really need to go to college. Yeah. Um, and that college there, is really overrated. There's actually a young man that I work with, and he wants my position. And he went to two years of college. At the he, food service right, place. I were, right. I'm a manager at a food service place. And, and I worked very hard to get my position, and I've been working with customers for a while. You've been and doing food service why, for all of your adult life. Right, which is which is why I'm good at it. So he went to two years of college and he always says to me, well, I deserve your job because I went to two years of college. I said, hey, buddy, you learned a $36,000 lesson. Nobody <laughs> owes you anything because you got a piece of paper. While you were in classrooms right. and drinking, I was working. So, it's that, it's that entitlement mentality on display right. again, which the, the, these high schools are guilty of uh, indoctrinating these kids to think this way, that all you have to do is go to college, get a degree, and you'll be a shoe-in. Companies will just want to hire you, and you'll just be no. special. You have a piece of paper. Yeah. What have you done? 800-259-9231. You can comment on this or bring up whatever you want. Uh, anyway, the, uh, as you said, Mark, the solution is not these new government tweaks and changes to the government system. The solution is to get the government out of education so parents and kids can decide for themselves what education they want. Let's go to the phone zone and talk to Tom in New Hampshire, who is on uh, Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Uh, hi. Uh, first of all, uh, Julia, you say you were assigned to the environmental academy that's correct yeah and uh, see i was assigned to the committee on environment and agriculture uh that's when the legislature see i, I don't know if what do they uh, deal with manure uh, uh yeah the usual uh, stuff and uh anyway <laughs> what i wanted to bring up by the way was that uh the prescription laws create a an obstacle to getting the medicine that you might need because then it creates a burden you have to go to the doctor and right. get the doctor to write up a prescription and uh, because you can't read and follow label directions it's a protection yeah. at, at one time it absolutely at one time, is at one time cigarettes were available to any kid who could reach the coin slot on a vending machine but then you had to get a doctor's prescription for the nicotine gum because otherwise, you might not know that it's contraindicated in non-smokers. But uh, the people who write these things can afford to go to the doctor whenever they need medicine. And right. uh, the other part about it is that there are standards, uh, there are newer drugs, uh, 
amoxicillin replaces penicillin as newer drugs are developed and they cost more and that becomes what they prescribe. I'm wondering, and maybe you can have doctors come on here and tell us about this, whether another drug, the penicillin, the, the older drug, is almost as good and costs like one-tenth as much. But they won't prescribe it because it's just not in their, it's not in their best it, interest. They get spiffs and perks and cruises from the pharmaceutical companies. The whole system is a mess, and Tom, thanks for the call. In fact, Julia, you've, you've run across this issue with your contact lenses uh, where, you know, it's yeah. You, you run out of contact lenses, you have to go and get a prescription from a doctor, whereas you know what your vision is. Right, and I've actually had the same vision for about the past six years. My vision has not changed, but every year I'm supposed to go and get an eyeglass exam, which costs some extra money just so I can get a new pair of glasses or contacts. So what I've recently done just a is... Racket. Yeah, I go to 1-800-CONTACTS.COM and I order as much contacts as I can after I get my... After I get my exam, and mm-hmm. I get, I end up getting the exam every four four years or something like that. I get, there's ways and it around it. Doesn't change. It. No, it doesn't change. Right. So people that actually know what they're doing, they've taken medicine before. They know that okay, I've got X problem. I know that Y medication will solve it. They should be able to just go out and purchase that. But no, they have to wait. If it's the weekend when you decide you need the medication, you have to wait until Monday, and then you have to get in an appointment at your doctor's, and then you go in for the appointment, and then you wait around, you fill out the paperwork, and then you eventually see the doctor, and you pay him a hundred dollars for the uh, the you know the short thing where he just writes you a prescription because he knows what you need too. And oh, here you go. That'll be seventy-five dollars, right. please. So then they take their uh, their spiff up on the the front there, and then you take it to the the pharmacy. And now it's been several days. Whereas you could have just walked in, you know, walked down in a more free market situation, told the pharmacist what you needed, and gotten what you needed. But no, there's this whole system that you have to follow, and it's supposed to be for your protection. But it seems to me that it's for the doctor's protection. Yeah, it does seem to be the ones that they're protecting there. Well, let's talk to Chris in Indianapolis. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Chris in Indy. Mark, you you've taken acid. Have I taken acid? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you talked about it on the radio yet? I'm sure I have at some point or another. Yeah, you have. I think we've had the discussion before. I, I don't recommend it. I think it's a very, very bad idea. How many times have you taken it? Eh, maybe less than ten. Less than ten? About ten. Somewhere, somewhere slightly less than ten. <laughs> hmm. Is I've that? also, um, you know, uh, taken other the dextromethorphan hydrobromide. That stuff's nasty. I don't like. It's that disgusting, at all. but it uh, is absolutely PCP-like effects. I and, don't like um, that. PCP. Well, that's that's the terminology that they use. Really? Describing it. I didn't know that. Um, and, yeah, you don't make your best decisions on uh, hallucinogenic drugs. Chris, Chris, don't do that. Yeah. Now. Was that all, Chris? Uh, no, Ian, this is for you. Fuck. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Uh, we're going to have to, uh, I guess, reinstate the uh, screening policy. So now callers, uh, many of our callers, will have to give up phone numbers in order to get on the air. That's just what we're going to have to do. And then we'll install the dump box. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away that we do ask you voluntarily support the show by going and shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you shop through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. There are 41 categories to shop in, all kinds of items, pretty much anything you might need to buy in life. 
Amazon sells it. So go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and shop there and Free Talk Live benefits. 800-259-9231, continuing with the phone calls. Let's go to Dave in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Dave. Hello, Dave. And lady. Hey there. Gentlemen and lady, can you hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I just wanted to uh, remind you guys and your listeners uh, that Ron Paul will be in town just about all weekend in New Hampshire this, this weekend. Really? Really? And Monday. Cool. Yeah, he will be in Londonderry tomorrow morning at 10.30. I won't try to give the whole schedule. But is there somewhere, get... is is this information on Ron's website? Do they put that it, info there? It may be, but I think almost everything is on calendar.nhfree.com. Gotcha. Cool. So calendar.nhfree.com. So if you just check, uh, you know, the next couple, three days. Great. Now, Dave, didn't you, mess- do, didn't you do a, uh, I, mean, for, I mean, it's not really that interesting to people not in New Hampshire. So let's talk about what you did today. Didn't you go out and do a uh, silent protest or something? Or what, what were you doing today? I did do a demonstration today, but no, I, I think we should come back to the, the, the New Hampshire thing in a second. But uh, yeah, I did a demonstration today outside uh, this location where they're thinking of building a. Uh, the feds want to build a halfway house in Manchester. What does that mean for prisoners or something? Or yeah, exactly. And uh, the city is fighting it, and the, the neighbors are fighting it, and the neighborhood watch people are fighting it, uh, and they're going to run it. They're going to they're going to fight it through the court system. Hmm. Uh, but I just. Stood on a sign with a, you know, or stood on the corner with a sign that said, uh, you know, it had said the word uh, federal or like Fed Pen on Elm, and I had a X through it because it's going to be on Elm Street. Gotcha. And the cool thing was yeah. that you announced your protest through the Porcupine 411 service, which is this neat little uh, phone messaging system that um, you can you can subscribe to, and then you can call the number, and anybody that calls the number and leaves a message, the message goes out as a wave file to all the subscribers to the service via How does their, one subscribe? their email box. You can go to nhfree.com and get signed up there. In fact, isn't it action.nhfree.com that will get you right to it? I think that is. Uh, that'll get I'm you to the sure. center page. I believe action.nhfree.com gets you there. Um, so what, I haven't gone in by that link, but what, what happened was I only announced to demonstrate. I only decided to do it at the last minute. I announced it two hours in advance, and one person showed up, which is not a huge deal, but considering only two hours yeah. and only only on the 411 system. Again, it's just a new use for the 411 system. Over time, we can get it to something where we could put together a little bitty flash mobs at least. Right. Very good. So what, any other thoughts for us, Dave? Well, I mean, if you, if, if, for folks who live in Massachusetts or Maine or anywhere near New Hampshire, it would be cool to have them up here this weekend. And, again, if you go to calendar.nhfree.com, you can see what Ron Paul's schedule is to some extent Very good. Uh, this coming weekend. Thanks for the suggestion. We appreciate the call. 1-800-259-9231. Ron's running a presidential campaign. That means when you come, bring your checkbook. All right, let's continue with the calls. Talk to Mike in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live. Mike? Hello, Mike? Going once, Mike? Mike? Yeah, um, I want to tell you a story about Ron Paul. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in uh, Washington, D.C. for the uh, National Conservative Student Conference, mm-hmm. and a couple of my friends uh, decided to go see Ron Paul. So uh, we went into his office uh, just to see if we could get a picture with him, and he was so nice. He uh, took a half an hour to sit down with uh, four college kids and talk about his uh, policies and his views and everything. And uh, every time I've talked to him, um, the two times I've talked to him, he's been really cool, and I I totally can believe that. Oh yeah, it was it was really phenomenal. And uh, the other people that were with me really didn't know much about him, but by the time uh, our meeting was over with, they were totally Ron Paul supporters. And uh, I was able to uh, record about uh, half of the interview that I had with him, and I put it up on YouTube, and it's uh, already got gained a lot of popularity. So. 
Um, cool. It just feels what kind of guy he is and everything. Right I also on. wanted to ask you guys if uh, you had uh, seen the Dick Cheney video that's been going around YouTube. Is it the one where he calls Iraq a quagmire back in uh, the mid-90s? Yeah, the 1994 uh, video. I wonder if you guys, uh, what you guys thought of that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Have either of you seen this? Uh, no. I have not. No. It's pretty amusing. I mean, it's it's Dick Cheney before he was in, you know, p- uh, power as the vice president, being asked about invading uh, invading Iraq, and he said that it, it shouldn't be done um, because of a variety of different reasons, but essentially it boiled down to it would become a quagmire. Mm. And it's just really Must have changed funny. his mind by 2002. Yeah. Apparently he did. Mike, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go to, and for some reason, the uh, URL I gave up before, the action.nhfree.com, is not working as it should. So I apologize for that. In the meantime, we go to Kevin in Arkansas. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I just want to get one thing straight with the, uh, the new, like, since that guy swore, like, that's a really big problem, I know. And it's not that big of a problem. It's, it's a problem, but, you know... The, we just the, don't like it. Right, we don't like it. It's not necessarily going to get us kicked off the air on any radio so stations. it could. But it would be a huge problem, though. It, if, it could. If the radio and, stations are just completely sick of that and stuff. Right, well, know, their I advertisers mean, might not like it, and their listeners might not like it, and that might be enough. But also, the federal government is looking at passing a law that... Uh, yep. the, the, well, it's, actually, it's going to be a legislative law that will ban certain words from the airwaves. Believe it or not, there are passing. currently no banned words from the airwaves in, in America. What they, uh, what they have prohibited is indecency <laughs> and uh, obscenity, obscenity, which is a sort of this nebulous concept. And pandering, whatever the hell that is. Well, what's this nebulous concept where if the majority of the community feels as though it's a bad thing, I mean, it's just crazy, they're rules, but they're, they're actually talking about specifying words that cannot be said on the radio in America, and uh, I mean, that's a scary concept. Anyway, your thoughts, sir? Well, um, the, this prank, this new, um, like, the phone number thing, if someone were to prank and but they didn't like swear and but they did give their phone number would you guys block that number even though they didn't swear no, they just pranked that's not for blocking it's just so you know we can actually call you back and and verify it's, that that's actually you it, know you if, like they do give number. like a fake number like then you would just like completely like just if they came back, you just wouldn't let them on. No, if you gave a fake number, you wouldn't get a call back. See, the yeah, idea and then is they you wouldn't give let you on the air. Right. Well, the idea is that you um, call in, and our board operator will say, "Well, I need to get your phone number, and we'll we'll verify, you know, that that's really you, and then we'll call you back at that number. That way, you can't give out somebody else's number and that sort yeah, of thing." Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Any other thoughts, sir? Um, well, I think the the people are like they're fluctuating. Thanks for the call. Word? I don't know. I'm confused, Le- but. Uh, Le- the Fluxion-A? I, I don't know. You have to look that one up, Mark. Sfrosh, we? Yeah, I guess so. 800-259-9231. Quick follow-up for you here uh, from the story about the flag. Remember the story from, I believe it was North Carolina, that there was a couple who actually support Ron Paul mm-hmm. that were flying an American flag in front of their home uh, upside down. And they had attached a couple of signs to it. And a cop came by after he was uh, at the behest of the National Guardsman in the area who had uh, basically snitched these people out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cop came by who, who wanted to write them a ticket of some sort for this, uh, this old crime that's still on the books about flying flags and, uh, the, you know, desecrating the flag. Desecrating the flag. Yeah. Anyway, the cop... Uh, unconstitutional uh, law. Yeah, the uh, law was definitely unconstitutional. It was just still on the books, and they were utilizing it. And this cop, guy was utilizing it. It hasn't been utilized very much at all. This, this cop happened to look it up and you know wanted to go after these people. The guy was out of control. He, uh, the cop broke into these people's homes. He smashed the glass uh, on the side of their door, flipped the lock on the door, opened the door, and then began assaulting the couple. The cop claims that they 
uh, what did they? What did the cop claim? The cop he claimed claim- that yeah, the guy slammed the door into his hand and um, therefore right. broke the glass on his hand. Oh, turns, I wonder what your hand was doing in the path of the door. <laughs> turns out that uh, there are there were multiple witnesses that saw the cop smash the glass. It only made sense. Yeah, you and know, just with the evidence that was sitting around, uh, you know, the, the cops may think we're idiots, but uh, sorry, that just that was pretty clear. All right, so here's the latest uh, from MountainX.com. The records, according to the Buncombe County Sheriff's Office, Deputy Brian Scarborough. Uh, show that his basic employment status shows no changes except a 4% raise that was given before the arrest incident. The uh, the charges that were stemming from the incident were dropped on August 3rd. Sheriff Van Duncan, invoking state public records law, has refused to release the findings of the internal investigation or the specifics of any disciplinary action taken. Now, the my question on this is, would they have released all this information on these individuals if they had been the guilty party? Sure they would. Absolutely. They're now, this is just their own. a little bit more the protectionism that goes on in our police department. Cops can call in, and I, I know, I know that most of the force are good people that are trying to do their jobs. But the fact is, those good people still come out, and they protect those other cops. They I don't do think it. the people that are in the upper echelons are good people. I think that they're bad people for protecting these cops. Uh, the Let's see. We knew that even before the internal investigation, that's why the charges were dropped Moving forward on a statute like that, especially when it's a complaint from a National Guard friend, wasn't a good move. He should have gone further up the chain and gotten more information. Uh, As for the questions about the accuracy of Scarborough's report, Sheriff Duncan said that, quote, virtually every part of it matched up with what our investigators found out from the witnesses. Duncan was then asked about Scarborough's assertion that his report that Mark Kuhn, the person who owns the house, had slammed the door in his hand, breaking a pane of glass and giving Scarborough cause to enter the house. The Coons, as well as the witnesses and neighbors, have said the door was closed and Scarborough punched out the pane of glass before entering the house, and Duncan's response was, that's one of the things I can't talk about. Silence is golden for these bureaucrats. Mm -hmm. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.